Welcome to 1975, Ashton Powers and Farja. Excuse me while I change. The holler buggy has made me sweaty. Yeah, sweaty. You see, Mr. Powers. I love gold. The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Hence the name, Goldmember. Do you expect me to talk? Hello and welcome to episode 210 of Do You Expect Us To Talk? I'm Becca and as always joined by my fellow film fans, Chris and Dave. How are you both? Uh, God, a bit a bit late getting here, I'm afraid. I took ages locating Shaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling groovy, baby, yeah. Are you? Is your, uh, are, are, but are our dicks enormous? <laughs> <laughs> That tickled right. me. There it is. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hundreds of miles away, so I, just, I guess yes is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, buckle up, because we're about to meet the twins later on. What? <laughs> See the twins! I thought you meant, because we were talking about dicks, and you said the twins, I assumed you meant like the testicles. <laughs> They're up later. There Oh, right. Or maybe Becca was talking about her. I mean, are unmentionables? No, I don't know. I was obviously nothing. watching this years ago at the cinema, and then obviously watching Strictly as you do, you watch the American version. And I was like, that's Carrie and Anaba. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't realise it was her. So I was a little bit like, who? Oh, we'll so, get to yeah. It. Which way? Anyway, I didn't realise anyway. So yeah, I've you know today I learnt a fact that is about twenty years old. So, but never mind. Is it twenty years old? Is this film nearly twenty years old? It came out in two thousand and two. Nearly, around yeah. July, around July August time, I'd just moved back to my hometown and went to see it. I don't know how long it had been out when I went to see it, although. I went during like a weekday during the day, so there weren't many people there. But that's not evidence. It was, you know, that's not evidence. It was late out. So let me just have a look. I think I was, I was at college at the time. Um, yeah, I think I sit with early friends and we were just, you know, bawdy, wasn't it? And well, generally speaking, because I don't know if this means you at US, UK, or what. It's July the twenty sixth release. That does sound about right. Oh, um, smash it, summer movie. Yeah. The budget for this film is nearly as big as the take for the first film, and the box office is a shade behind the second film, two hundred ninety-six point seven million. And they could afford all its lead stars, and or well, not that they couldn't before, but all the celeb cameos, and uh, they managed to get enough money to entice the star of Jaws for the Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> He'll forever be known for yeah. Jaws for the Revenge. Yeah, and. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> and Mindy Sterling before she was famous. Yeah. If Fine. slash when we ever do Jaws, looking forward to it. 
We are doing jewels at some point. Um, anyway, what are we covering tonight, Becca? If you hadn't guessed, tonight we are reviewing Austin Powers in Goldmember, starring Mike Myers, Beyonce, Michael Caine, Michael York, Robert Bugger, Seth Green, Ben Troyer, Fred Savage, Carrie Ann, and other, and many more cameos. Original music by George Clinton, written by Mike Myers, Michael McCullers, and directed by Jay Roach, and released 2002. So for anyone who hadn't picked that up off the name of the show they started playing, when we mentioned Dick's Enormous earlier, we weren't comparing penis size. It was a reference to this film. You don't say. And obviously there, there are a pair of naughtily named Japanese twins. That's what I was referring to. Not anything else. Mm. I'll have you know. Thank so, you very much. So, so be reassured that we only compare penis sizes off air. <laughs> Whatever you guys do is your, own, Becca is your own business. Time, but sadly not by a lot. <laughs> Oi. Alright. So 2002's uh Austin Powers in Gold Member. I think there was unlike the second film, there was never any doubt this was gonna happen. The second film had been such an enormous hit. Uh bit like Die of Another Day, they took an extra year's gap to ensure quality. Mm. Uh which obviously worked so well for Die Another Day, but remember this comes out before Die Another Day. And this film has a pain, so didn't Jay Roach um, do Meet the Parents as well, before, like between this? Uh, yes, he did. He did make Meet the Parents in 2000, which is probably does partially explain the uh, sort of extra years gap if you were going to expect it sort of a further two years on. Uh, Meet the Parents is sullied a little bit by two really crap sequels, but the first time you ever see Meet the Parents is kind of funny. It really is. Um, I, I it, it was real cringe comedy because you know him going through like a, a really bullying future father-in-law and everything he's trying to do or say just screws up mm. so it's kind of funny but anyway do we want to get on with this tonight yes, yes. oh we're, oh, we're going straight into it are we okay yeah well in a minute I'm looking up Susanna Hoffs for um, research purposes at first Fair right, okay <laughs> done, done with okay. that <laughs> <Okay>. and done <laughs> <laughs> and <I'm spent. laughs> all right are we all ready to hit play yeah okay okay so count us down go on or oh, count us up let's count up and we'll go on the three so playing in one two and three i may be a little bit fast uh you will uh, you'll be a little bit ahead of us because you started on the New Line logo and I'm not even at that yet. It's just kind No, of... I can pause yeah. it if you want. And also she's on the DVDs and UK DVDs run quicker. So by the and end I... of this film she'll be about three minutes and ahead. And I'm uh, watching on Amazon Prime, which if you're in the UK you can watch all the Austin Powers films on. Yeah. So you can watch it with us. Shagadelic, baby. Somewhere in Utah. Oh, I just remember this finding. Yeah, somewhere so in Utah. I can hear the music in my head. <laughs> um, I wonder how much of the spending on this film was this sequence. I think it probably was a lot. Did he do his own stunts? Uh, almost certainly. <laughs> yes. Well, given Tom Cruise is playing him at this point, I suppose it's possible. Mm. I mean, the, the thing is, like, though, I I kind of want to watch this version of Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. Shaguar. <laughs> see, the, now. See, this is like I think if you know to to give this film credit. I think they they knew this is going to be the last one, so they kind of did the thing where they just they they experimented with a few things. They went all out with the with the gags and references, and yeah, um, yeah kind of really pushed the boat out, didn't they? I think. And, I, I yeah. think it is fair to say they must have known this is the last one. Yeah, 
Because like I know they talk about maybe doing a fourth, but I just can't see it. I can't no. see it working. Well, I think factor in a little bit of uh, inflation, take off a little bit from for a, for a bit of scepticism. I think a, a fourth one would still take money. Yeah. How could they do it though? They'd have to kind of balance. Would they do kind of like dark and gritty parody, or they have to do like totally shallow, you know, sixties psychedelia? Well, the, the thing is, you could think they would almost make the same fucking film. It's just like yeah, they just do, they'd have to do it the same. But would it would it work? Would it still be yeah. funny? And I love the fact that this whole action sequence is meant to be like a, a tiny little Hollywood backlot. <laughs> yeah. Although it's probably just this shooting this bit, but yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, <laughs> Austin Powers is t- it, it is perfect casting. Like to do like yeah. a, a parody, like the, the, the only other person you you could probably like change over someone else is Gwyneth Paltrow, but she actually does a really good job whether you you, you like her or hate her or whatever. A, she was a she was a big star at this stage. Yeah, she was. She was. This is but, before she sort of went pro- professionally into like fanny smells. <laughs> and like, yeah, she's had a bit of a change of career since, hasn't she? FBI agent slash single mother, but still sexy with, with, with a pout at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with a oh at the end. Shagnut, oh Austin, behave. I just look, yeah. I'm glad I forgot about Kevin Spacey. What, God, the, what is we'll the plot? For, we're not at this yet. He's kissing her, and now he's talking. Uh, it's uh, Kevin Spacey as Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, we'll just skip that part. <laughs> I mean, at the time. Perfect. <laughs> Again, at the time, he's like a double Oscar winner and yeah. just like, and he he managed to sort of balance commerce with like doing things that were interesting to him. I mean, I think most people would have taken Spacey's career at this point. Won't take it's it now. And cut. And Danny DeVito as Mini Me. I love the fact. That That's that funny. Was, That's I love the fact that he was clearly. But who else would you get? Though that was the thing. Well, exactly. But he was holding he a real it. cat there, and yet when it cuts, when they yelled "cut," it was clearly a prop. <laughs> so it's just movie magic. A movie. My life. <laughs> and I have to say, I laughed not only the the two women oh, stood God. behind him, but desperately like fancying him. You can see that. Yeah, they love it. And then it launches into this dance sequence, which is just amazing. It's amazing. I love the fact that everybody knows the moves. As prop Kevin Spacey. Right. The... Yeah, well, he's bound to behave himself on supervised offset. <laughs> and he knew Spielberg could do a backflip. I'm still, I'm still not sure that was him. No, I don't think it was. <laughs> Here we go. As they you're running ahead because he's doing the flip now. I am. I'm a little bit ahead. Shall I pause it? Yeah, no, no. It'll probably catch up in a bit. Uh, uh, wait, no, if she's ahead, how's she going to catch up if she's already Oh, yeah, ahead? true. I'll travel, ba- I'll travel back <laughs> in time. Uh, I suggest, listeners, you just enjoy yourselves and don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. And I, I've always had mixed feelings about the fact we go into, like, well, we don't go into Britney Spears, that's not right. Um, uh, but... Um, this whole it does feel a bit like coming to America, where it's like, look at the celebrities we can get. Well, yeah, I mean, this this the thing is that's what I mean by it, it's the last one, so let's just throw everything at it. But if you suddenly go on and do a fourth, a sudden it suddenly becomes a a bit more obnoxious in retrospect, yeah. and, and b like, will the fourth one be even more than this? Yeah. 
Quincy Jones is um, that woman who was in the office, the American office. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it Rashida Jones? Rashida yes. Jones, yeah. Yeah, that's her dad. Didn't I? Don't yeah. realise that till a year or two ago. Again, I'm now looking up Rashida. Well, do they have like these ones have a tradition of like, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach, Mr. Elvis Costello? You know, they've got a, a, yeah. a tradition of doing that, and obviously Britney is no exception. Yeah. Oh, poor Britney. Well, it appears that way, doesn't it? It, it it does appear that way, and the trouble is, the the longer she's sort of away with no, it's not our business really, but this whole no, bit it's, it's of her being held against her will. But there's also court papers have even mentioned dementia with her, and you think really uh, that can't yeah, be right. Yeah, I watched but... that documentary and was like, mm, are you sure? But anyway, you know, you can't, you can't deny that she was, you know, she was a a, a, a star basically, and you know, she's, it's kind of like one of the highest points in her career. So. Yeah. She's, probably, she's probably just coming down off her peak at this point. And, and you, you could tell that they weren't in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she's got machine gun jugglies. So it's be too dangerous. <laughs> it's a that you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, it's quite impressive the amount. But I love the fact that he just goes down in front of the camera and just comes up as him now. And it's like mm. it's very naked gun. It is very Leslie much. Leslie Nielsen so. used to do that all the time. And the problem is, I can't watch you only live twice now without seeing it. Where like <laughs> he, he, he's on the docks and he jumps down onto that like padded bed thing and then falls and off the side and, and then out. up pops Sean Connery. Yeah, it's very naked gun stuff. I like the way he's like hyperventilating as he's. Yeah, it's hard work, Chris. <laughs> Up in the Hollywood Hills. I think we're about to get to plot. Yes, this is the Basil Exposition. Yeah. Um, Hollywood layer. Yeah. Uh, Holly- now, yeah. Hollywood layer. Hair, so she's now like sexier and that. Yeah. Well, she's all business. Um, Robert, uh, Robert, at this rate, Robert Wagner will be inviting her out for a boating trip. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is like kind of interesting. Like, what what are my favourite random gags that leads to nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> the mall. Chop it up and make some guacamole. Yeah, yeah I'm there not at that yet. As I say, it's still. Um... Yeah, no, I'm not either. But... Oh no, he's walked in now. Here we go. No, that's that's a lot a lot later. So. Yeah. I d- I don't know what ever happened to Fred Savage's career. You know. I suppose he couldn't have got much more in the public eye than he was. I suppose the only way he was down from that, because the Wonder Years was... Mm. Not only was the Wonder Years massive, but he was in quite a few hit films around that, you know, when he was a child. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, being a child star burnt him out, I don't know. Yeah. Vice versa with Judge Reinhold. Oh, my gosh. I'll do another Freaky Friday. It, it... I was going to say, was that meant to be a remake of Freaky Friday? It reminds me of, uh, you know, where, where Alan Partridge is with Tony Hares and he's going, you know, Bergerac, Morse, you know, what does that tell you about regional detective shows? There are too many of them? Well, it could be that, but it could also be people like them, let's make some more of them. And it was the same with the body swap comedies in the 80s and 90s. They were every, 70s, 80s and 90s, there were loads of them. And you think, what must the pitch meeting of that been like? You know what I mean? So, right, they swap into each other's bodies. And it's like, that's a great idea. 
But didn't Die Hard have that? Because it was basically Die Hard, but in a... Oh, yeah, I know. Hang on, this sounds like the plot of Die Hard. I thought that, but then I noticed it's on a boat. (laughs) You don't say. Oh, okay. Is it Christmas? Mm. Oh, oh, away we go then. (laughs) Die Hard, but on a plane. (laughs) This time, it's the president. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Die Hard on a mountain. (laughs) It's It's the president. Yeah. And that just looks like shit on Minnie Me's face. It's kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> he spent hours <laughs> of makeup, you know. Well, he would have done, to be fair. The whole of <laughs> Yeah, Vern Troyer had alcohol problems, and um, in between all that, like a sex tape of his leaked or something. Now you could argue about the sense of doing that sort of thing, but the fact is, he was apparently devastated when that <laughs> happened. And he, he just slipped further and further into alcoholism, and it was acute alcoholic poisoning that killed him. Yeah, that's very sad. Yeah. God. Here we go, though. There's another Miss Doctor Evil scene that's just going on far too long. Yeah, I don't. How many minutes has this been banging on now? Yeah. Well, he's doing this, the zip- scene isn't really a favourite of mine, to be honest. I do he, think it does go on a little bit too long. He's doing the zip it thing, isn't it? But like, but again, well, they're bringing it to else. a close. Like, oh no, it's it's going tired now, and it's getting to Scott, yeah. which makes him lose yeah. his hair, it makes him go crazy and evil. Uh, I mean, I do enjoy the film, but Doctor Evil's been a problem for me. Not a problem for me because you need to have him or something like him there. But every scene in all three films with him in has been too long. I think to be honest, I think the problem here is um, Goldmember himself. He's just uh, as a new character, he just falls flat. Yeah, it just, just, I just I wasn't. Really. I didn't find it that funny. I found Nigel Powers funny, but I didn't find yeah preparation. Anyway. <laughs> See, because doing all the like the Doctor Evil Scott stuff in now, they're just getting it all done. Like, yeah, yeah. So cram it all in. Yeah, I don't know. Do, is that better than coming back to it several times? Maybe I don't know. But like, I'm watching it without sound. I've got like subtitles on. I'm watching mm. it without sound, and this scene just seems to be going on forever. And actually, it has. The opening scene of this film is not that long, so this has bang, been banging on for several minutes since. Preparation does feel good on the whole. <laughs> You don't say. Don't Travel back to 1975, pick up Goldman, but bring him to the future. And that's actually weird, what we needed out of this fucking scene. That was all the plot. Yeah. So what would they do next time? Travel back to 1985 and find some 80s villain. <clears throat> steal a, go back to 1985, steal a DeLorean. Well, yeah. I'm hoping they don't make another one, but at the same time, like anything else, no, you, go, can avoid, you can, you can avoid what, it. What would they do? What would they do? Go back to the 90s. Back to the nineties, yeah. And like, and and then like you know, do Back to the Future two and sort of interrupt. <laughs> yeah, probably rip it off. Shit. The World Organization is this where he shows him his ass? That is yeah. quite funny. That does a bit of the moon. Oh. 
Yeah, it just gets tired because he goes to prison now and there's a sing-along and everything. It's just mm. like, I just could have used a, a lot less of him in this whole series. Yeah, there's, to be fair, this one does have, you know, probably almost like sing, song and dance numbers. It's a bit self-indulgent. But, yeah. you know, if, if it was the last one, they're going up on a high, they're going to cram in I, all the I, things. I cannot, I cannot think of still a good fun, though. nighting scene without thinking of Ali G. <laughs> oh, gosh, I haven't seen that forever. Uh, Bloody hell. Now, the film's not very funny. It's only got two bits in it. Ali G was made for, like, little five-minute interviews on TV where he'd interview, like, a politician who didn't know he was in on a joke. Right. He was clearly a white Jewish man claiming he was black and they would they couldn't feel, they couldn't bring themselves to argue, so they would agree he was black. You know, and it, and it was funny, you know. Um, but then they made a film out of it and it had two funny bits in it. There was a bit where he blackmailed Charles Dance, who was like Chancellor or Prime Minister. I love that old guy. <laughs> when, when he's in, when, when he's in like, um, when he's in um, Parliament, he's reading a, a statement at the dispatch box and he goes to turn the page and he goes, and furthermore, and as he turns the page, he says, I am a bellend. <laughs> and that's quite funny. And the bit where he gets knighted or whatever, I can't remember if it's a dream sequence, but he trips over and accidentally pulls down like the Queen's pants and he just looks up and stunned, says, the match is fudge. But the film itself is not that funny. <laughs> oh, that is Sozon Hofstra. But even yep. this, the little sort of um, inserts work better in the first and second film where you just got like a little bit of him dancing or doing something. Mm. Now we've got an elongated song. Because he's got daddy issues. Yeah. Oh, is this fuck me or fuck you? I can't tell you. Yeah, the scene yeah. grates a bit. Carrie Ann and Abba who is a judge on American Strictly Come Dancing well I've never seen it I don't watch British Strictly Come Dancing no. <laughs> the American one I just think oh I, I could I do this I don't know if she still does it actually I, I wonder what this would be like even cheesier with American accents no, no. <laughs> mm. with American celebrities that you never heard of well, I think in a very early series, I noticed Evander Holyfield was in it or something, but that, that was about it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? Evander Holyfield was in an early series of it. Don't know how well he did. I just noticed. I just I read somewhere that he was. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. He might have been. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, isn't it? You kind of like it's a good way to kind of to get them, you know, in, into the spotlight or boost or revive their career. Yeah. So. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I've just noticed the slightly uh, freely panties as well, yeah. uh, mm. which I was looking at for research purposes. Japanese schoolgirls. <laughs> it's way just goes. <laughs> but like, it's, 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 it's about to have like a threesome right in front of everyone. He's <laughs> a swinger baby. Yeah, but I've seen porn. That sort of thing happens. <laughs> um, but it, we've often said this on Bond films when you turn the sound off you on films you really notice like the pacing Yeah. and uh, obviously you, you have to adjust for that because it's going to seem slower but it, it's not a bad discipline watch your film without sound and just see how it flows and this film's not flowing that well so far yeah it really does suffer mm. Mm. 
But I think, as you say, because it was the last one and they thought, right, let's just throw everything at it, get all the people in, do all the things. Does comedy necessarily have to flow? As like, is, is, I think it's all about the gags, though, isn't it? With, with these films, it's just like, well, let's just throw as many gags in. Yeah, but at this point, it's still going to come. If it's not funny, it's going to sort of collapse yeah. under its own weight, isn't it? I think. This at this point, I think I was still thinking of going into a later screening to see that first five minutes again, which tell, told me I hadn't really enjoyed the sort of twelve minutes since. No, you didn't really want to see the rest of it. And uh, again, that's not a massively uh, a comment on the film. It's just, you know, we'll see how we go. I, I enjoy it overall, but I can see the problems with it now. Oh, my it's, God. You know, it's, still, it's still a cheesy, you know, cheesy laugh, and you can just take see yeah. it for what it is, really. It's nothing... Hey, that, you know. that solves the mystery of what was in the case in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> there it is. It was a 14 coward trousered snake. That's what was in that box. A golden meat and two veg. <laughs> Private something. Oh, private. So now he's visiting the maximum security facility in Geneva, which is the. Uh, it made me. I was just about to say, this is the silence of the lamb bit, but we know there's something like this coming into no time. Yeah, to die. Well, is, yeah, there's something like that coming along, isn't there? Really, so. I, I'm hoping we're, 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 we're I'm so different, you and I. I'm really hoping Blofeld. Has, I'm hoping Blofeld has to close the door behind him when Bond leaves. He's going to be wearing like a shiny silver suit with Baco zero zero one. It's actually quite nicely done because his. Um, we're not so different, you and I. It's one of those sort of typical scenes, isn't it? So. Yeah, but what I quite like is um, Austin's uh, reflection is in the window. Now, yeah. on that long yeah. shot there, that will be a double. But where they're sort of close in looking at each other, it's mm. it's actually done with a bit of visual trickery. Just thinking no time to die. They've got a real Bond's got daddy issues. <sighs> oh, my God. Because... <laughs> Because it wouldn't seem that far fetched. Because if the rumours are true, I don't know if we don't know if we've said this on the show or not. So I won't say it. But we know we talked off air about it. Right. <laughs> it, it could be a possible link to. <coughs> you know, Sorry. Fathers. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm not. I'm not actually sure what we're talking about there, and we don't want to say. So I'm just going to have to say. I'm going to say, I'm going to have to say something that sounds intelligent but hedges my bets at this point. So, in other words, Chris, that's uh, it's an interesting point. <laughs> we'll come back to it in in uh, you know hopefully in a few months' time. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I've just, just, I've, just sent, I've just sent it in the chat. There you are. Oh, that rumor, yeah. Mm. Uh, I fucking hope that ain't true. <laughs> Although, without spelling it out, there's something like it in the books. So it wouldn't be the biggest betrayal of all time, but it doesn't suit the cinematic version. Now, are, are these dubbed? The because I'm thinking it sounds like everyone else, everyone else is dubbed by like the the real actors, apart from the guy doing Doctor Evil. I think so. It, it, yeah, I think I they might be. Think so. As I recall, obviously, I don't got the sound <laughs> off. It seems like, and that looks like Rob Lowe doing it. It's, it's like kind of. <laughs> I think it might be, you know. <laughs> now I just mean the way he's moving. Yeah, they're they're dubbed. And the the the, the, the lad looks a bit like a young Michael York and stuff. 
But yeah, they, they tried to kind of get as close as they can. I like the bit where he goes, whoop de doo Basil. That was quite funny. I said that for a long this time. This international man of mystery is... <laughs> so, there's more, so there's more international man of mysteries? Yep. So this academy, should, don't you know? So this should have said, like, international... Austin, the first film should have been called International Man of Mystery 1958 or something then. <laughs> or whatever it or, was. Hey, that's what they could do. That's what the fourth one could be. Prequel. Mm. Yeah, that's good for all. Austin Powers' uh, son. Oh, God. Nigel's not there. No. That's where all his trauma comes from. And the old man is still laughing. There you go. Yeah, it's the same old guy. I think that's I, quite funny. He's like, okay. I, I love the old man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite funny. I think it's a sign of my age that the first thing I looked at when they were talking earlier was, oh, thank goodness he's got plenty of toilet roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the side of my through a pandemic when. Yeah. Cool. Two birds painted gold. Was that against their will, or did they just sort of like. Oh, that'll, <laughs> bright, that'll brighten things up. A smelting accident. The thing, thing is, if they have vigorous enough sex in dark enough conditions, it would look like strobe lighting, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> son walks in, I'm about to leave, but where are my keys? Oh, there they are. There they are. <laughs> there they are. There they are. <laughs> yeah, wasn't David Beckham like sort of nicknamed Golden Balls at this point? He was, but I don't think. It yeah. Was, I don't think it was because a Dutch criminal mastermind no, painted no. his pistols. I think it was because he, he could do he could do no wrong. He was England captain, and and Beckham had a decent career. I'm not going to sit here and slaughter him, but there were definitely spells where he was an automatic pick and the England captain, and you know the media a media sweetheart, and there were spells where he weren't actually playing that well, and I think that's where that came from. And partially the fact that I think he was a bit of a license to print money at that time as well. <laughs> Pimpmobile. I don't know what the dry ice is for. You know, for... this is laboratory conditions, throw in some dry ice and very dust. <laughs> very well, unclean. Well, yeah, but people are actually welding stuff. There's like, you know, a flame torch yeah. actually going on in the back. And I love 1975... Or... No idea when in 1975, but it's 1975. 1975. Just generally, the 70s looked like this. Yeah. Right. Car's bouncing and it's about to go. There you go. So he's now back in the 1970s and we're looking at a bottom. <laughs> Studio 69. That sounds a bit rude. Uh, yeah, that's a bit. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a bit like an 88, except an 88 is the same thing, but just two really fat people. That's a bingo reference, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, Can you even say on. that anymore? Is that a bit I don't think you... Hang on a minute, you don't get that a gala bingo, do you? And the next number <laughs> is two fat fuckers. They <laughs> 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 no, wouldn't get away with that. She does have a very, very good voice. And she's aging very well as well. 
Beyonce looks amazing. Yeah, she does now. I mean, she's, she's generally, I just think TV. she looks amazing. Like I saw her, uh, well, I didn't see her when she was at Glastonbury, but I watched it when she was on TV. Um, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't age. She just looks amazing, generally. Mm. I was at that Glastonbury. Well, the one oh, she did you played. go? Cool. Uh, I was watching Queens of Stone Age instead. Oh. <laughs> you do find yourself doing that, particularly when it's a sort of pyramid stage, other stage thing. The, yeah. the, the pyramid yeah. stage is often the one you want to tell people you've seen, and the other stage is the one you actually want to see. Yeah, it's very often. And I had that one year because REM were playing um, the main stage, and Primal Scream were playing the other stage. Ooh. I was like, the thing with Primal Scream is that there is like, yeah, you kind of feel like you have to see like the big one, but at the same time, like when you at something like a festival, um, Primal Scream at, at, at night just, felt, just seems, yeah, I really fancy that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of... Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like when they... like Primal Scream were on just before the Rolling Stones and... All oh, right, that that would have been a different year, yeah, but yeah. Well, yeah, and and it's like, I mean, Primal Screen are better, like as last out of the night, as, yeah. uh, you know, in a small in a smaller stage, it's just like really really good. But but like yeah. on the main stage, when it's still like you know, light out and stuff, it's just it's not it's not the same. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 to me is the. I mean, apart from the legend slot on a Sunday, which is, what, yeah. I don't know, 5 p.m. or something, that early evening slot at Glastonbury, there's something a bit miserable about it. The, the, mm. the peak of the day is gone, but it's not going dark. So it, yeah. whoever's on it, 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 you know, people are wandering it's a off filler, isn't it, really? to eat. It, it doesn't, there's something a bit depressing about it. Mm. That's a, yeah, a bit of filler, but time to, you know, fill up before the good it, stuff. It does depend on who's on, because you still get, like, decent... I, you still get some quality out. I mean, I saw James Brown at that time of night. Um, I'm trying to think, you played the first year show. My age here, Supergrass were on around that slot on the. Oh wow! Okay, and I think, oh, what the hell were they called? The main support the first night. Uh, oh no, to Radiohead was the Flaming Lips. Oh. Yeah. So we got Nathan Lane doing his bit now. Yeah, I think that seems really funny. Yeah. Yeah, the last person I saw at Glastonbury was Bobby Warmack. Oh wow, cool. Oh wow. That must have been a good show. Yeah, it was a nice way to end it on because we just literally uh, we slipped away at the end. We were just like, right, okay, we'll start travelling our way, our, our way back, avoid the. Uh... That was well. If that was two. Did you come out for the day, or did you camp? Or... He died almost exactly three years later. Mm. Mm. And similar with James Brown, I went to see him in the summer of 2004, and he died something like Boxing Day 2006. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him when he supported um, Chili Peppers. Right. Did, did he support the Chili Peppers in uh, I mean, he was yeah. similar time? He was miles oh, 2004. Yeah. It was good fun. Yeah, so one of the things were like, we didn't get to, you know. You Basically, he's got most of the singing's being done by somebody else. He's got a load of dancers around him, and he's there going, "Hi!" and like, <laughs> and then and, and everyone's singing his name over and over again. Yeah, it's basically like how Eddie Murphy presents. Yeah. It's like basically, I think what happens is hey. his, band, his band used to just make him eat his dinner too quickly and then rush out on the stage. So he'd be up there going, <laughs> but, but he still did the whole like thing, like, oh, I'm kind of 
old and well, crooked and he well, then just bounced well, back he and says he's injured and they put a cape over him yeah. and then he walks away and just throws it off and it's like do you think there was anyone in the audience who went my god he's injured oh my he's not thank god <laughs> definite for us I thank you <laughs> this is another That's thing quite that funny makes sequence. how long ago it was that Michael Caine here possibly would have been about just before 70 something like that and he's getting very very old now he looks really good there, though. He does. He does the role really well. No, but I'm saying now he's in his late eighties. Oh, but yeah, we yeah, might not be able to do it now, perhaps. I have a feeling he was. He must be about eighty-eight because I'm sure he was about seventy-two when the do- uh, Batman Begins came out. Yeah. Oh, this is English, English. Yeah, so you do need subtitles. I can't think of anyone else other than Michael Caine who could actually. Yeah, he could do it. Dad. Not with the same humour, because well, I suppose at this stage it is possible you could still get Roger Moore. No, but things that, like, he looks... He has a Michael he's, he's, he's known for, look. like, that kind of Harry Palmer, the glasses kind of look. I think that's where the other comes saying. from, really. I see what you're saying. I think that's why they got Michael Caine in, just because he, he's known for that kind of Harry Palmer stuff. I think, yes, yeah, so, so Roger would have been a good fit as well, but I kind of think they rent what you know Kane is, is right in the role yeah. and he has a good time with it as well he lost his penis in a smelting accident I don't know if that means he like fucks unfortunate smelting accident you know melted gold I don't know it's a bit rich if you ask me Doit. Doit like a doiger. Yes, exactly. Probably the best line in the film, Michael Caine's, about um, <laughs> intolerance. <laughs> and the Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Flapjapping a cigarette, cigar in a waffle, pipe in a grip. See, they're just like, you know, going for, going for random shit, aren't they? Just go like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, what the Dutch like, like seems to like smoking in pastry, so... <laughs> I don't know quite what he's supposed to be. Now, the obvious point is Goldfinger, colouring, but mm. he's not quite that. The obsession with gold is that. But then you look at the um, tracksuit and stuff and you think, is, is that meant to imply porn or something? I'm not really sure. Well, it's always like a mishmash of other things, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like he's, he's meant to be, a, you know, obviously he's got a little bit of a a pimp five, you know, the seventies, but obviously the riffing on gold, the gold finger as well. Yeah. Well, he's got the same time machine, Doctor Evil had in the last. <laughs> film. It's nice of him to drop it back from space. I imagine at the point where Goldfinger was holding a golden gun in that film, they probably it never occurred to them they would ever make the man with the golden gun. And that is very sort of seventies air stewardess kind mm. of wear. Yeah. Slightly adapted. Yeah, they're trying to go for that aesthetic, aren't they? I think. Oh. They say what now? That's <laughs> yeah. very seventies hair they've got as well. All for all of them. Yeah, they're all yeah. That's a seventies hairdo. Lots of lots of hairspray going on. Ah, uh, the microfilm. 
Mikrofilm. Mikrofilm. I can't. I can't do the accent. That's funny. See, I do think Beyonce is actually good in it, good in the role, but um, it's a bit one note. Yeah. Ooh, she's a honey. Yeah. <laughs> dear, dear. See, how come she's not in jail? Because um... yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know the same. It's like, yeah, we'll let all the henchmen go, but, you know, we'll just arrest Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Perhaps she beguiled her way out of it with her raw sensuality. <laughs> Maybe she had a better lawyer. Maybe. <laughs> ah, here we go. It's a beautiful day in Belgium. Oh god, here it comes. The the shot. I don't know about the shot of the exploding car. I'm not sure about that, but the, the later on when you see Michael Kane mm-hmm. looking like distraught, that is obviously from one of his films, and I need to look at which I one. I think it is, yeah. I can't remember which one. I need to quickly Google. IMDb.com. Ash, Austin Powers in Gold Member. I'll just go to the trivia section while you all enjoy the movie. Fun facts. It was just so evil. IMDb, I, desktop IMDb is looking really different again now. Yeah, they keep changing every so often, don't they? Yeah. I, I kind of missed I don't know com- if it was affected by the outage. Heather Graham reprised her role as Felicity Shankwell in a scene that was ultimately cut. Well, I must admit, I'm absolutely devastated now. Oh. I don't remember seeing that in the uh, features, so I must not even feature on that. The footage of a young Sir Michael Caine was lifted from Hurry Sundown, a 1967 film. Made by Otto Preminger. I've never seen it. Well, he made Stalag 17. Uh, I, I was just thinking, I know that name. Porgy and Bess, Stalag 17. And mm, they're the ones I really know, if I'm honest. I could fake knowing the rest, but I don't, let's be honest. Uh, Michael Caine and Jane Fonda. Michael Caine's first attempt at an American accent. That's under the trivia for that film. Oh dear. And it's just like, that doesn't imply it went well, does it? (laughs) First and also the last. The first time he had a fucking go. Yeah. His first attempt. If somebody ever refers to your first attempt at something, you fucked it up. (laughs) Screwed. You know, when when Tyson like blitzed his way to the heavyweight title at the end of twenty, no one ever refers back to that as his first attempt. <laughs> hey, his first attempt, he was successful. <laughs> yes. And what about his second attempt? Didn't need one because the first was so great. <laughs> this goes on too long as well. I mean, this was going through the music video, Charles, as well. 
was he? Back back on you know MTV, you knew he had all those like music channels that yeah. this, was, this was doing the rounds for then as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. But but again, you know, you're thinking like logically wise. You just see, um, you know, have 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 like a key slip to him. That's all you need. It's like oh, he's going to get out. It's a fairly slight film as it is, though. Mm. I remember watching this the first time and thinking it was going to go into like a Superman 2 spoof. Yeah. You know, where the like air balloon came down. But you tell they just ran out of like budget and thought, oh shit, what do you need? Oh, I'll just have them dry them off. Yeah. But it's the same bit from the music video as well. That's 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 the thing. It's really fucking weird. But I did say last week this film's a lot more like vaudeville. It's a lot more mm. let's put on a show. Yeah. You know when when we first see Goldmember, he's like dancing and looking at the camera a lot, and it, it just feels like and now for this bit. Oh, you got mail. Still, at least this uh, section of the film hasn't dated at all. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the series generally hasn't dated at all. Does AOL still exist? Yeah, to some I'm, capacity. I'm sad to say I, I have an AOL address. Oh. But I don't use it very often. Used to get CDs back in the day. What's a CD? What's one of those? Well, I've been to, into some CD shops in my time. <laughs> That's very CD. Very CD hobby. <laughs> and yes, now we have that mole. 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 There's <laughs> all kinds of offensive. All kinds of offensive. Yeah, but to be fair, if I had a mole that big, I'd probably have never gone to the cinema to see this, so you'd be right. You'd be in the dark room, so that's all right. Yeah, you'd just be hiding in shame. I mean, I mean, I'd I'd, I'd have that removed at the the first availability. But would you more have it removed? Yeah, I would. If it's like taken over your face, then you might think, "Oh, is it cancerous?" Yeah. I don't care. I just want it. I just want it gone. Yeah. Yes. He'd never have copped off with Winnie Cooper with one of them on his face. <laughs> I said mole. She went on to be like a mathematician or something. Yeah, actress who played Winnie Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah. Fun fact, folks. Yeah, I should have made it sound more fun, shouldn't I? I sounded a bit depressed <laughs> about it. Like, I, I wish he was still an actress. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and then, and, and then we cut to Tokyo. I Somebody had to design that. You know what I mean? In universe, someone had to say, right, so you want a submarine. What do you want it to look like? Well... <laughs> Well, um, Danka McKellar, who did play Winnie Cooper in 
Wonder if Denise was on. McCullough, yeah. She was in um, uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, see, there we are. Another Dancing with the Stars reference. Dancing with the not stars. that famous anymore. Not that famous, no. Dancing with the people who were stars 20 years ago. I'm actually going to look up a list. Dancing with the Stars contestants, because they're more likely to get... Okay. I have gone right the way across the screen and don't recognise any of them. I think Jennifer Grey was in it one year. She might have won. I bet she had the time of her life. She did. <laughs> right, first season. Evander Holyfield and Rachel Hunter, I know. Mm. Tatum O'Neill. Tia Carrera. George Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Tucker Carlson. Fucking hell. Can you do a racist dance? Um, mm. Shannon Mokler, I know her. Um, Harry Hamlin, he used to be in um, LA Law. Vivica A. Fox, we know her from the Kill Bill films and others. Jerry Springer, can you oh, do? God, a, who's he on can it? you do a completely insensitive dance that helps no one? Um, Heather Mills, <laughs> can, can, you, can you exploit? Uh... Yeah, yeah, she was in it randomly. Yeah. Heather Mills, that that I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult anyone, but that just that just plays really funny in my head for obvious reasons. She probably danced around yeah, but, in a lot of yeah, circles. But didn't didn't she do um the, the the ice skating thing as well? Ah, yeah. How'd you go it's yeah. like it's like when you go bowling, how'd you go up and ask for one shoe? Anyway, <laughs> John Ratzenberger. I, I think her, you know, she was quite iconic for doing it because of having one leg. Billy Ray Cyrus, Layla Ali, that's uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter, who actually was a boxer herself for a while. Mm. Floyd Mayweather, who's a noted boxer and wife beater. Oh dear. Uh, Jane Seymour, she appeared. Yep, she was on it. Mel B. Um, I'll hold the thoughts that ran through my head when I saw Mel B on there. Marie Osborne, Penn Gillette, Monica Seles, Steve Guttenberg, Adam Carolla, Priscilla Presley, Marley Matlin. Okay, uh, well, there's an obvious point about that, isn't there, Marley? Anyway, Matt? moving on. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> the music must have been in Braille. Um, <laughs> I think it's been quite good because you know they've, they've been able to have these diverse, you know, a diverse. Either cast. that, or it must have been the most percussion-heavy music of all time. Kim Kardashian. She probably filmed it and leaked it on the internet. Uh, Tony Braxton. Uh, Linda Carlisle, Denise Richards. <laughs> yeah, Denise Richards, eh? Um, Macy Gray. She yep. probably danced once and was never heard from again. Well, she, she sang the rest of the time. Debbie, well, no, but she was a one-hit wonder, wasn't she? Uh, Debbie Mazar. <laughs> she went back to be Marsh She had an album out at the time. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> Shannon Doherty, Buzz Aldrin. He must have been out of this world. He was out of this world, but... Turner's been on it. Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Again, it was probably a grainy video of Anderson. <laughs> What's she doing there? Running, running. In uh, slow motion. It's, yeah. On I was more of her leaked porn vids, to be fair. Nicole Scherzinger. David Hat the Hoff has done it. Yep. Uh, Everybody. Who else? Billy Dee Williams. Yeah. Jennifer Grey. Sugar Ray Leonard. Ralph Macchio has done it. Oh my gosh. China Phillips, Chaz Bono, David Arquette. 
That'll do. It's run forever. I'll be going forever. It's been on for many, many seasons. <laughs> but Pamela Anderson appeared in more than one series. Uh, yeah, sometimes they pop up and then they, they do like an All-Stars every so often. Well, she popped up and then she had them removed and popped down again. <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy Chong. You just imagine a haze of smoke, can't you? For yeah, let's dry him out first. Uh, but it's it, I don't know if it's my age, but as I'm going down through the series, they're getting less famous. And I don't know if it's because they're running out of people or just because like people are getting famous through many more... Uh, they tend to get a lot of like reality stuff, stars as well, exactly, don't they? Exactly, which I'd never seen. No, it's not a reality star. Or, or people here. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whoever he danced with, must have been on a fucking stepladder. <laughs> Tonya Harding. Very, very tall. Tonya Harding. How can Tonya Harding get like work anywhere after what she did? This is this is Hollywood, baby. Yeah. This is it. This is it. So back to the film. I back think to the, back to the film. film. Um, this is probably one of the, the first times I've I've seen a, a scene where a captor's uh, uh, as as what well, let's get this right. The the, the captor is, is asking the captor show, go on, show your dip, show your penis. Yeah. Thing is, Bond could have done that with Silver, and he probably would have. <laughs> Never thought you missed the trick there, Bond. I mean, you might have had to suck it. You really but, did. Thank you, but. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Bond. Right, so I've just got to Fat Bastard um, as a sumo yeah. wrestler. And we're going to the bit of a. Uh, you know, the and twice. the thing is, right, genuinely, I need the loo, but I'm worried they'll both think I'm off to, like, have a wank because I've just seen, like, <laughs> Fat Bastard not wearing very much. No, you've seen that bastard and realised you had to pinch one off. Yeah, it could be that, actually. <laughs> I, I keep expecting on this CD, I know a hotel. <laughs> this I, love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yeah, one of the most, like, really random, random but obvious um, sort of Codes to meet. So, so I was like, "Have you got any soft shell crab?" <laughs> I, think the, I think the problem is you, the, the whole point is you can say something relatively innocuous, and if you get the wrong person, no harm done. Yeah. But in the sixties, walking up to some random fella and telling him you love him is a bit dangerous. Um, yeah, and go to San Francisco at, at a fish market. Uh, go to a fish market. Soft <laughs> It, that guy must have just been showing his CIJ credentials to people all day. <laughs> the story must just be full of dead tourists where he's gone up. A lot of people disappeared that day. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Lord Adam's career was never the same afterwards either, so perhaps <laughs> he was there. I left oh, a horse, buddy. <laughs> oh, uh. Of course, Shrek had come out by now, so we'd already heard his Scottish accent. 
which was a late decision because Mike, Mike Myers, his parents are from Liverpool. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know if he holds dual nationality, but either way, it's why he can do his English accents with no problem. His parents are both English. His dad's Scottish, isn't it? But he lived in Liverpool. Oh, sure. is he? Uh, oh, so, yeah, so yes, it's like his, his, maybe his, I've got the details wrong. His dad, he definitely talks about his dad, like sort of being like talking, speaking like with a Scottish accent. That's why he like gets it from. Uh, he was born in Scarborough, Ontario, to British immigrants from the Old Swan area of Liverpool. The Old Swan area is just down the road from the cinema. I used to go there. Which mm. His father, Eric Myers, was an insurance agent. His mother, data processor, both World War II veterans. It doesn't actually specify. Nationality, Canadian, American, British. So he's obviously uh-huh. claimed all three. But where is he now? He did a Scottish accent for uh, Sorry, I Married an Accent Murderer. Oh, he did, didn't he? I've only seen that once, um, and I can't remember it too well, because people told me for years it was like um, the the best film you've not seen. You know what I mean? People talk about Austin Powers and Wayne Rose, you need to watch So I Married an Axe Murderer. So I watched it like with really high expectation that it was this kind of forgotten classic, um, and I thought it was good. I enjoyed it, that's all. Yeah, I just it it's one of those things where it it's it's decent but not like essential. It's not that great, is it? No. It, but, it's not but that it, great, it, but it's it, not bad. It's, it's good. But it's all it's yeah. almost like films that are of, of its equal quality do tend to get more talked about more. Yeah. So it's it's enough. it's kinda of like that. It's you know, it's um I mean, you could say something, something like "What about Bob?" I mean, that's another film that gets doesn't get talked about often enough. But well, it wouldn't be by me because I've seen it. All right, it's actually all right, you know. As a, uh, I bet when I get to it, I have seen it because the thing is, I've seen so many films, and my memory is good. But I'm getting to the point that I am occasionally forgetting films I've seen. Yeah, it's a Frank Oz film with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. Or is this skin producer? She died, didn't she? No, Bill Murray. Which is, is it? Judy Hegarty. Oh, Judy Hegarty from Airplane. Okay, I've not seen that, but I'm familiar with it. It's ludicrous. These films are 30 years old now. It's just that, that is crazy. I oh, know. This this is something. I like, didn't feel old. Now I feel old. This, this is something... one isn't old. This is something that me and my girlfriend quote all the time. It's the, you know, in a park building, just smell other people's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Plus crap. <laughs> it is, I mean, for, okay. you know, for all its faults, it is quite... I'll be, back in, I'll be back in two minutes. I'm off to think about Fat Bastard in the near nude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one image that you can't unsee. I always thought it must have been quite tricky to do that wire fighting scene in a suit and on wire fighting. I'm like, oh my god. I don't know. It's. Um, I, I imagine that suit's probably. I, uh, I don't know how heavy it is, really. It could be quite light, you know what I mean? It could be. It, it could just probably be difficult to sort of 
shuffle around in, but once you're like in the wires being spun around, it's probably it, it probably makes you dizzy, feel sick, probably more than anything. And we finally get the the the, sh the sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. And he gets, and he gets the love from his son, or the love from his father. That was both quick and invigorating. Good. <laughs> so yeah, so we finally got sharks with laser beams. Finally, laser beams touched to the freaking heads. I'm wondering oh. if Fry Farbisner, the actress, looks any older now. I've seen her for a while. I, I, oh, she, she. I think she looks exactly the same for like the past yeah, 30 years. Yeah, she looks the same. I, 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 I can't see her like changing till like she reaches ninety. What else has she done? I think I only know her from these films. Oh, I've seen her in things again. I need to look her up. Hmm. He doesn't understand because she's small. Mindy Sterling. Obviously, she looks younger and better in life. Full stop. I mean, I'm just looking at a photo of her now, like made up to look a bit more Excuse attractive. Me, Whilst you'd never confuse her for a, a classical looker, she doesn't actually look much different. If anything, she looks a little bit younger because it's less severe. She looks very, very similar, actually. No, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely seeing photos where she looks a little bit older than this, but not a lot. She's actually 66, 67 now, 66. 67, no, I was right first time, 67. <laughs> Which means she was in her late 40s at this point, that's all. It's the magic of makeup. Is this where we get the subtitles, Joe? I'd forgotten Yeah. That. yeah. Your ass is happy. Funny. Please eat some shit. <laughs> Please eat some shit. Please <laughs> eat some shiitake mushrooms. You see what? Some shiitake <laughs> mushrooms. Can you imagine life was like that? You actually read subtitles in <laughs> Yeah. About my father's fair. About. <laughs> About. Your ass is happy. <laughs> Imagine being happen. actually called Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I have a huge rot. Rodent problem. Have I cleverly done that, I think? <laughs> Why don't By the way, English? that way I wouldn't make it seem like you're saying things that are dirty. <laughs> that are dirty? What do you know about my father's whereabouts? <laughs> oh. By the way, I do have a huge rod. <laughs> I so might be a little bit behind because I just managed to drop my remote control. Right. Never mind. 
You never get that on like proper director's commentaries, do you? No, sorry. No, no one, no one pops off for like a couple of minutes, <laughs> and no one says, "Oh, sorry, I dropped the remote." Am I? Sorry, ready? I dropped the remote. Huey, it's fine. Excuse me, listeners. I'm just about to take a huge dump. I'll be right back. Yeah, see you in ten minutes. It's not quite true. It wasn't a huge dump. Well, I drank a lot of tea. This was funny. Where he has to whip it out and have a piss. Pro- <laughs> Progress report. It was a bit sloppy. Yeah, yeah a bit sloppy. <laughs> well, that because I had some chicken earlier that was in a cream sauce, and frankly, it went right through me. <laughs> The random asparagus, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what, what it was. It was. It was. Um, no, I kind of knew it. I just thought this is not a good idea. Oh, he's missing <laughs> too far now. <laughs> Funny, water went through you that quickly. You know, because if you were off to see a film or something, you could just drink something in the lobby, know you're going to piss it out immediately, yeah. and then just relax the entire film. Just the wrong side. This is very like Roger Moore in Live and Let Die, to be fair, just being held by the neck and him looking a bit distressed. Judo chop. Mm. <laughs> he stands back and it looks like it's pissing in his mouth, doesn't it? Mm. There you go. <laughs> Austin's pissing in his mouth on the picture. <laughs> Is he doing what I think he's doing? Has Beyonce made many films? Does she still act at all? She's been in a few. I mean, she she voiced in a lot in the new Lion King. Oh, she was um, Mrs. Simba, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Simba, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Well, eventually they married. Mrs. Simba couldn't think oh. of that. The live action Lion King. What a superfluous piece of work that was. It was very beautifully, very beautifully made. Yeah, but can you feel the love tonight being sang at lunchtime? You think like this, li- listen to your own lyrics, mate. <laughs> and also, the the problem was um, live action. Uh, live action in inverted commas. Um, animals are not as articulate facially, so uh, it felt redundant. And I saw the running time was about half an hour longer, and I thought, all right, okay, they, they'll beef this up a bit. And they they really didn't. It was. Almost the same plot. Yeah, I kind of felt it was a little bit like scene by scene as well. Necessary, but it was, it was beautifully, yeah. beautifully made. I think. Um, e- even and, yeah, lot, amazing cast. Even some of the shots were almost identical um, in terms of composition. Anyway, obviously the end result looks different because you've got what looks like ambient lighting, and I think it was all done on a plate or something. They they didn't even go to Africa. Um, I, I didn't really. It, I, I say I didn't see the point. Of course, I always know the point. It's going to make good money. It was. It was. It was also like testing out technology as well. 
Yeah, it's one of those things. I think it's, it's something that you wanted to do a, a lot earlier, but the technology wasn't really available. I mean, I think for me, like the animation would always, it always, you know, growing up during that era, it'd always be a classic. But I think having, obviously, it, it does, you know, the Disney raid in the back catalogue does sort of divide fans a little bit. Some kind of say what's I, I the point. I do think there are better Disney films than the, the Lion King anyway, because. You know, well, it's basically it, telling it, a Hamlet. So well, it, yeah, know. but it's it is quite thin in that he goes off into like he, he goes off into exile and he meets up with Tima and Pumba and you think Tim is that the right name something like that they, right, they, yeah. Got, yeah and you think right well there's going to be a bit of a story of them getting to know each other they sing one song and he's immediately grown up and yeah, goes no, that's home. what the series is for that's what the children's series is for and I, I, you know I, I, all the sequels are for and all the rest no, of that I, I understand that I just, it's, it's classic you know Taylor friendship it's, it's very, seeing it the first time that's generally a lot of the films are so. There's a bit less to this than I thought there was going to be. Um, oh, Dave, you're such a cynic. I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even saying I dislike it. But like Beauty and the Beast was a better film a couple of years before. That's one of those things, isn't it? I think it's kind mm. of. I mean, haven't seen it. I haven't seen like the remake, the remake, the series. Um, you know, I do. I, it's a fan favorite with me for sure. I mean, it is within. I mean, a lot of the films are to be honest. Um, but you take away what you like of it, really. So I mean, you know, the, the songs are they're sort of fantastic and yeah. they're sort of lyrically really, really clever. Um, I think awesome. animation's kind of you know okay. It's one of the big one of the first films to use CGI. Yeah. Um, it's um well yeah I mean the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast I think was the first Disney or the first yeah definitely yeah, I, I think it was that or Aladdin to use the CG so yeah but it looks like Godzilla but due to international copyright law it's not, <laughs> it's not. that actor went on to later appear in Heroes I know yeah. that's uh, I forget what he's I see Oka, I think. I can't pronounce his the real name. The first season of um, Heroes was amazing. I've yeah, never, that was a great I TV ne- show. I have never seen a show collapse so quickly. Because yeah. the first series was amazing. Then you had the writer strike, so the second one was a bit odd. And then it never recovered. It was dreadful. Yeah, such a shame. It launched quite a few careers as well. So his career and also Zachary Kunto as well. He was kind of a, a big star off the back of that. Yeah. That's J.J. Um, that's Abrams, isn't it? Heroes. Was it, it is. That's typical JJ, isn't it? Well, you, what, starts all right, goes to shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and actually teases a load of mysteries without having any concept of what that actually the answer might be. Yeah. Uh, but the first season was good, and, and it fell apart terribly. So when I think I of Heroes now... I kind of remember like, now, TV quite being, you know, being quite good around that sort of time, because like, Heroes lost in those sort of, you know, really meaty American-type shows. I never, I never watched Lost because... I think I've got a bit of antipathy to this whole mystery box idea. As soon as I heard what Lost was, I thought they'll bugger about five or six seasons and it'll turn out to be, you know, interesting. Like a dream. It was a dream. Uh, and actually, I was I underestimated it ran a bit longer than that, I think. But the gist was, yeah, it's like season after season of teasing something and just teasing it and teasing it and teasing yeah, it. In the end, it was just yeah. like, it's a dream. At least Tony Soprano was kicking shit out of people in the first episode. Well, this is it. You know, didn't tease he might do it seven years in. We've got a prequel to Sopranos as well. The many, what's it called? The many something of Newark. Saints of Newark. Many Saints of Newark, that's it. And the young Tony Soprano is being played by his son. (laughs) Which is going to be tough for him I imagine well it's already shot now I think it comes out in the um, in the autumn I don't know who the main character is oh the director's Alan Taylor he did such a good job with Thor the Dark World and you know Terminator Genesis I don't know who the lead sort of character John Burnthor's in it 
doesn't say what any of their character names are. Let me see the whole cast a minute. So Vera Farmiga's in it, John Bernthal, uh, Billy Magnuson, who we'll see in No Time to Die as Paulie, um, the one with the funny hair. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the film. I can't wait. Junior Soprano is going to be played by Corey Stoll, who's the he was the bad Mm. guy in the first Ant Man. Uh huh. Uh, Junior Soprano was a great character. Silvio, who was played by the guy from the E Street Band in the original, is John Magaro. Uh, look, yeah, I can see that. Um, Dickie Montesanti, Andres, Alessandro Nivola, Michael Gandolfini as Tony Soprano. So his, his son's playing him. Uh, anyone else? I haven't seen it for a while. Young Janice is in it. So Matty of Comforti. So obviously maybe you see the two of them meet. The Sopranos is still a, a wonderful show. Wonderful. But I've only ever seen I've only ever, I've only ever seen it through like once or twice. So my memory on it's fading. So when Mini Me gets the shit kicked out of him again. Oh yeah, we're watching a film, aren't we, Engel? <laughs> oh, this is a bit man with a golf gun, except the bottles weren't already fucking broken because, like, <laughs> someone competent directed it. Oh, this is another one with a hilarious throw in it. Yeah. Obviously, he goes off there so he can pick up something else. Look, oh, theory me. <laughs> E e <laughs> stroke not have not have him silent but not really have him say anything. It's just yeah, just something about this where he's just like <laughs> grabs the sack and just starts smashing it across the face. And we're in silence. This one was only an hour and a half long, so that's to its credit. Dave, you sound really faint. Uh, that seems to happen with my sound now and again. I think it will pick up or I'll have to do it. Yeah, he's, he's, far, he's really far away. Sorry about this, listeners. Thanks for bearing with us. <laughs> I'll either remember to edit this and make it better or I won't. But I should sort of. That sounds a bit better. And- it does it just it's something to do with this system it sort of gets worse and then it gets better again slowly mm. so you're drifting too far away yeah, he's getting better though very much not fair try really does suit dressed as Austin Powers as well <laughs> I know well to be fair the same actor plays both of the sort of big versions so yeah. it quite makes sense that he does 
Well, they're both brothers. We should infiltrate his lair. If anyone did drive a lotus in the water, wondering if it would do that. <laughs> oh. There'd be someone. Oh. Well, the best one I ever heard was the guy who bought like a Winnebago in America, put it on cruise control, and then stepped into the back to make a coffee. I think he thought it was fucking Knight Rider, it was going to drive itself. <laughs> It's, it's a self-driving car, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a cruise control. But that's what the auto-driving thing in Knight Rider was called. He put it in cruise control and it would drive itself. Yeah. Yeah. It always sounds like a gag in itself, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. This, now, this is really dates the film now. What does? This this gag. Where he... Big juicy melons. Yeah. No, not, not this, but when it just goes straight to the, uh, the Who is that actress? Who is that actress? That woman who's going um, Big Juicy Melons. That is a name actress or model or something. Oh, speaking of, speaking of heroes. There he is. Greg Grunberg. There he is. Grunberg. One. He was basically a cop in Heroes. Mm. His, his special power was like turning he's, he's, his head. He does, he does have a role in uh, Rise of Skywalker, a well thought through role that uh, adds to the film. Yeah, I, that was amazing. I was like, oh, it's that guy from Heroes. He's, he's, yeah. he's basically Porkins. I mean, he was yeah, in, he was, ba- it, and basically, he was in Force Awakens. The, the character made such a re- uh, an impression on me that I will always refer to that character in Rise of Skywalker as that guy from Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but having the Osborns in this just completely just dates it. And it was the thing is, it looked a bit, it looked all a bit forced in twee at the time. And and the thing yeah. is, you can't always predict how something is going to date. But there are some things that just arrive almost predated. You just know it. And and as soon as I saw them, I thought that's not gonna that's not gonna date well. I'm trying to think. There are other examples like that, but yeah, he's pumping a leg. Let him finish. <laughs> so cringeworthy. I think it's Donna Derenko. Donna Derenko. Yeah, she's, she's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah. Well, I'm just wondering if I've seen her in advertising yep. campaigns. Yes, she's I in never, Baywatch. I never... She was in Baywatch as well, well, yeah. But I've never seen that. Uh, the TV show or the film? Uh, the TV show. Oh, well, that, it probably will be that then. And Baywatch Nights. Ah. See, now that sounds like it's going to be filth, but then I read it was like just... Um... Yeah, it's Mitch Goes P.I. That's basically what it is. Exactly. It's like Baywatch Nights. You think, well, that's just... What happens when the, the you know the bathing suit comes off? But when the bathing suit comes off, on goes the cheap suit, and he investigates shit. 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I have never watched. Uh, I will do, though. It's on the list because I've heard it's great. Uh, Golden Baywatch, yeah. So I don't I think I've ever watched that. I, I, I saw Baywatch when it first came out a few times. Um, uh, in the era she was in it, I never watched it. So I'm wondering if I've just seen it on things like Friends, where they're obsessed with it and stuff like that. I think I've watched maybe like a few episodes back in the day, but never really. Yeah, because all joking aside, you you know you assume pre-internet all men are watching it because it's such a mm. turn on. But the fact is, the show was absolute fucking bollocks. It was really shit. And I, I, you know, and the thing is, I knew it was shit when I was a kid. You know what I mean? I don't need to be an adult to go. This isn't very good. It was terrible. Well, it was. You know, it's like it's the era of like Beverly Hills nine one two one zero and which was also and shit. shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, it, 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 it's, it's a product that was like, you know, it came off programs like A Team and Magnum PI and. Things like that, and it kind of just like yeah, you know... but it, but but at least I I don't I, don't re- I can't comment on Magnum because even though I've seen it, I've not seen it for so long. I don't know how it would or right, hold up's the mm. wrong word because I expect it to be terribly dated. But like the A Team, there's no doubt. If you showed me a couple of episodes of the A Team now, I'd think it was terrible. But in my defence, I was about six when it started. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I loved it at that age. I think it was more you, fucking worrying. My stepfather liked it. You know what you, I mean? It's like, you, you're you a grown-up, you fucking idiot. You could see why it was popular, though. Because, it, 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 you know, for, given that it was an 80s show, it had a lot of charm. Um, It was just... But it, it's a bit like, right? It, when it, I watch... When, I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but take a show like Neighbours or something, right? Neighbours in this country always used to be on around the time kids were getting home from school. Mm. And it was watched almost exclusively by either kids or pensioners who frankly had nothing better to do. So it was almost like a kid's show. And then you go, hang on a minute, this is a primetime soap opera in America. Uh, uh, sorry, in Australia. And I find that odd. And the 18 was a bit like that. I just thought like I could understand this being on in, on like kids TV. And yet it was like aimed at like everyone. And I couldn't get my head around that. Yeah, because it played like a kid show. Well, yeah, neighbors, so neighbors and home away. It's it, 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 it's a bit weird because neighbors and home away is, and they know different than any of a soap opera really. But for some reason, yeah, but, it, hang on a but, minute. but for some reason time, over here, taking neighbors as an example, the last time I saw it must have been. Over 30 years ago, right? So this is not Neighbours as it is today. This is Neighbours as I remember it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going focused, by how I remember it. It focused chiefly on school kids and very young adults. So you think, well, that's who it's aimed at then. Hmm. It, 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 it's a, it's at best a young adult show, as we think of it yeah, now. Yeah, it's kind of Hollyoaksy, isn't it, really? Yeah, and you just think like this, but this is prime time. Now, admittedly, they were all veterans in the eighteen, but just everything about the t- tone was really cartoonish. I think uh, probably t- 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 prime time TV is not quite that juvenile anymore. It's scripted no. dramas. I you know I think it was particularly at the time. It was probably down to like what you could do on prime time. So, because it was quite an action-y show, you couldn't have any sort of hardcore, anything too 
violent, anything that was too violent or, or things like that. That's true. So I think that's probably why it was cartoony in nature. Um, probably. And I, th- you know, I think the popularity of the show... Because, I mean, that... we get, it, it shows you how puritanical their, their network TV was because you got to something like NYPD Blue in 93 mm. it launched. And there was major campaigns about it because you could see, like, side boots and bums and they would say swear words like dick. And it was like... It was just a major scandal. And I, I just thought I don't even begin to understand that because that was just never really the case in this country. We had twats like Mary Whitehouse, but they were very much fringe influences. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, and then you go to I, the I cable know. show and it's, and it's tits, 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 shagging, shagging, murder, murder, murder. And you go like, you, there couldn't be a bigger dichotomy. Yeah, I don't... It it is not one. It's not something that I've kind of like figured out because you know, in terms of like what is pop, well, in terms of what what was popular and what was like, you know, what was the consensus at the time because the two aren't necessarily the same thing. But no, that's true. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think the reason why the A team was popular was it's all down to like the characters and people just like 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 them as a yeah. You know, it's like. And and that's what it it's kind of, it's like we we always say um, I don't know if we say it on off air but whenever you know you listen to any podcast the format's kind of irrelevant you just you just there for whoever you know whoever's yeah, on the show yeah that's and, why I've never understood po- podcasts that um, run through different hosts and stuff I don't yeah. mean replace a host permanently that happens but I mean from week to week the running orders changing of who's on it the roll call and it's like that that defeats the object to me. Because if we if we move, because there are people that are listening to this regardless of the film we're talking about. And let's yeah. be fair, we're hardly talking about this film, <laughs> um, yeah. which is par for the course. But yeah, it, but it, it's an interesting thing that the you know the the censorous thing at the time. It was, yeah. I don't know. It's it. it, it and then you get to something like Game of Thrones and it's fucking laughable to be honest they were cramming in shagging wherever it could go that actually yeah. made me think of, do you remember the George and Lynn comic strip in the mirror or the sun or whatever it was right George and Lynn it was a little comic strip in the paper right and they would almost always be like semi nude in this can, but, can, so I, can, Lynn, I, can Lynn, I just pause you just for a moment and just acknowledge that the fact that Austin Powers has is, uh, got into like the the, the secret agency and yet he had to wear glasses as a, as a baby so his eyesight's yeah, yeah. that poor sorry <laughs> sorry continue actually he, he, he should be a civil servant really shouldn't he <laughs> he should be behind a desk he should be the he should be Ned he should be the guy in the chair um what was I saying well I can't imagine it was that thrilling because I can't remember oh okay oh um, you were talking about like the sort of the TV show like Ned um Ah, oh, yeah. You mentioned a TV show. It was about the the. It was on the lines of the. Oh, I was talking about Game of Thrones, but I was I was saying it reminded me of George and Lynn, the comic strip. Honestly, it was a little oh, yeah. comic strip in the newspaper. I think my grandparents read the newspaper. It was an ordinary newspaper. Our newspapers were weird in this country because you'd open the Sun newspaper and it'd be a topless lady on page three, and it. I I was never like bothered by it, but it's like it it doesn't belong there. That's a really odd place to put it. It'd be like having a photo of porn in a knitting catalogue. It's like, it just doesn't belong there. Uh, but they had George and Lynn, right, which was a married couple just going about their business and getting into japes. 
except she was frequently topless and things like that. And uh, it just didn't... Be- it, the, the plot of the plot of the three or four, you know, panel strip had nothing to do with the fact that they were naked. It was just to make it seem more adult. Uh, Game of Thrones was a bit like that. You'd have a, com- you know, a conversation about the plot somehow, but they'd happen to be shagging while mm. they did it. And, I, and part of me, whilst not offended by any of that, used to look at it and just think, oh, grow up, fucking porn's available on the internet if I want that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they're all in. They're all in talking to porn. I don't think these three are going to go all the way. Now, this is how much the it's plot just... does not make any sense at all. Because, like, Nigel just spent the whole film knowing this whole thing, and yeah, and and and, and he gave us the about lecture about going in all galore. guns blazing with like full military yeah. and everything, and yet he's yeah. managed to sneak on a board and say, "Oh, no, hang on." And they've uh, and they've turned Mini Me informant when they didn't need one. Yeah. In a minute, it will get so silly they'll go looking for a bullet when they've already got one. <laughs> Honestly, Bond films. We, have, we, Bond films have we, had we, We've com- yeah, we've confirmed this bullet is from <laughs> from Scaramanga. It you know, yeah. but. But right. but so but, but to go and find but, a bullet then. No no we've got one here. Yeah but I need to go but, and find one. But, but to certify it's from Scaramanga, we have to find a, a one foot from Scaramanga and cross and cross mash it. Yeah. Yeah we we've yeah we've got a bullet and... we've got a bullet and a note from Scaramanga himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, presumably on it but yeah. Presumably. But it wasn't from Scaramanga no. itself, but it was from there. Look at the postmark. It will say James Bond Island and you just said there. Awful lot of makeup he would have had to do for quite a disappointing character. Mm. But basically, sort of peeling skin. It's just yeah. none of his jokes land. That that. That's all. That's yeah. thing. That was quite erotic to see uh, Beyonce holding it like that. Mm. <laughs> no, not really. That that said, also the casting, the alternate casting for him, again perfect. <laughs> Oh, as we get there in a minute, yeah. yeah. I wink you as a key. <laughs> only a bloody Dutchman. You think, well, what does that even mean? You mean only a Dutchman could have a penis made of gold that was a key to something? And, and to be honest, I never thought about that when I saw, like, I don't know, Patrick Clivert playing football or something. Dr. Evil's called Dougie. Yeah. That just seems really random as well. Austin and Dougie. Well, I didn't think it would ever happen that I'd he- I'd think Austin was the cooler name. <laughs> just looking at Beyonce's uh, face reacting. And now I can see you. That's <laughs> thank you. <laughs> e diddy. Ah. <sighs> 
Yeah, I remember seeing this being kind of disappointed at the time, but it has kind of grown on me. It, it's fine. We're just, it's not, I mean, we, we tangent all the time, but this has like been a slightly extreme example, you know, and it's because there's not really much to it. But I'll always love it for its first 10 minutes, the re- reveal at the end, Nigel Powers. You know, it's all of a piece with the rest of them. Mm. It's just the other two are a little bit better. Yeah, the old man laughing, the the stuff with the mole and things like that. Yeah. And they're all one big happy family. I I, I guess that's probably the, I guess that's one of the things that that kind of doesn't work for me. I don't like the big all sing song happy ending. It just feels forced. And no. Do, do, uh, do you know, it, it might be, I'm a little bit controversial when it comes to uh, Blazing Saddles on that. I think Blazing Saddles goes to absolute shit in its last 15 minutes. When it becomes they were just making a movie all along, it it wasn't as funny. Mm. Dixie Lawless. Kevin Spacey has um never mind. <laughs> the thing is though, I mean you, you can't think about that sort of stuff because if you don't want to patronise his stuff going forward, I understand, but you know, nobody would make anything if you were worried whether you could watch it in twenty years time. I mean a cast this size, somebody's gonna have some indiscretion somewhere. Well, I think I think well, he's just referring to Jared, the subway diet. Go and look that guy up. There's scandal around him as well. Mm. The guy who was like a spokesman for the subway diet. Yeah, I think I'm sure he ended up involved in some sort of paedophilia or something. The the thing is though, it's like if you're gonna be all or you know, cancel, I'm well, not cancel, but not watching this film because because of that person or this person like a lot of these people and, and not even like the people you see on screen like you know, the, the producers you know and, and yeah and, and and things like that or probably get up to all kinds of shit I, I, the scenes. to be honest I'm pretty personal choice on it if someone says I really can't watch Kevin Spacey now I, t- I go yeah fair enough Woody Allen, where you know anyone, any any of them, even something made by Miramax, fine. It's entirely your choice as to how you feel about it. Mm. As it is with this film, it's a bit like Random Task in the first film. He's such a tiny part of it; doesn't matter. It's a little throwaway joke at the start that reprises mm. at the end. That's what I mean. You can't do for, like a four film. What you gonna have like Scott Evil? It I don't know. it it's just not gonna work. I, I do wonder if it would be like when they brought Roseanne back when they brought Roseanne back it was like ignored the final season and I, I don't know if they would just do something like that and it's just he's back in situ as evil mm. well yeah I suppose they could do like what they did in the second Austin Powers and just go mm. like yes we knew yeah. along sat here that, that kind of thing yeah something like that what do you think Becca is Becca even still here Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't, I don't um, need to edit that. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm quite happy. Well, yeah, I was watching the film. I did franchise. It's okay. Um, 
not the best, but it's it, you know it's, it's good fun. Wacky characters, quite a lot of celeb cameos. They're all sending you know versions of themselves up. Um, a lot of the jokes and cameos perhaps wouldn't fly today. They'd have to rethink. I, I don't know if he was going to do another one. I don't know where he go from here. Um, whether he might do a fourth film or he might do a prequel or I don't know. Um, but it, it's a fun trilogy. It's sent a lot into popular culture. Um, and yeah, I just. You know, some of my favourite films, you know, it's, it's a guilty pleasure, really. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good laugh. Tom you know, Cruise's stunt double is a phrase you don't see very often. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. It's back in the days where he perhaps did have a stunt double. So, but no, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not perfect and it's very kind of, you know, schoolboy humour and uh, very dirty humour. Um, and it's, it's very like, you know, they're all Marmite movies, basically. Um, but I think if, if you're fans of like Bond or definitely the spy genre, you know there's lots to love because it's, it's done with it's done with a, you know a lot of a lot of affection for sure. So. But yeah, I, you can see see signs of it. I don't know. It's a bit like the vacation films, the, the Naked Gun films. Yeah, it does look back films, the end, doesn't they, it? Really? They do start to like they do start to be spread thin, but there's some goodwill. You like the people, you like the characters. It feels sort of a piece. It's like the third Naked Gun film isn't all bad, but it's like notably weaker than the first two. As like I said earlier, to be fair, it is only like an hour and a half long, so it's not like you're there for like two plus hours. But as I say, yeah, it's not, it's not perfect, but it's it's a good laugh, it's a good good romp. Um, and you got Beyonce, so. Well, at least really complain. at least after this, we're moving on to a property that doesn't have anyone problematic involved with it. Chris, no, <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of doing all the difficult films at the minute, so yeah, apologies, trigger warning. Yes, no, uh... we'll focus yes. on the films rather than. And what I will say is, after the next series, I think we move on to Bourne. So Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon, fucking keep it in your pants for the next six <laughs> weeks or so. <laughs> Let's get yes. through it. Yes, no uh, parties with scantily, uh, scantily uh, underage t- uh, un- uh, or boys, uh, which is probably what. Uh, um, I think we'll, what's his we'll face? We'll, we'll, we'll focus on the film rather than the um, controversies around, you know, around it. Around well, right, so, yeah. with, with, with the filmmaker in question, the, the only reference we will have to make is not necessarily to his personal life, but a little bit to his upbringing, personal experience, because he did bring that to the series. But obviously, the scandal. Yeah, I think that was kind of why he worked to make it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I read anyway. part of why he jumped ship to go and do Superman Returns as well. I think yeah, as we kind of go Still, he left Brett back into the Marvel Universe. Point, and Brett Ratner's got no... Sc- oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did, it was, it's quite incestuous, <laughs> these kind of, like, those films, aren't they, I think? Brett Ratner's a horrible human being. I was really surprised that he directed that film. I was like, what? <laughs> I remember being really surprised at the time and being like, what the hell? So, but look how it turned out. So. We'll see. We'll, oh, we'll discuss that later yeah. when we come to it. Uh, we got a couple more minutes to run on the credits here and then we'll sign off. In fact, we'll start doing that now. As for social media, you can find me at the Pasty Kid 1976 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at uh, You can find all the old ep- um, episodes at Serenitronics.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at Expect Us to Talk. And also, anywhere you care to listen, we're also on YouTube, Spotify, Podbay, Podbean. 
think the only one we're not on is Amazon Music at the moment. Although, do let us know if you're having any problems with um, Spotify because we're showing and the episode is showing, but you go to hit play and it's doing nothing and it's not coming up in the sort of sequential order of episodes for different shows either. So yeah, some technical I, issues there on Spotify. I'm not sure if we've got a problem with Spotify. If there is, we need to know. But mm. not to worry about it. If not, um, we are in loads of places, so there's no excuse for not listening and learning. Hmm. Farrell Williams. Didn't know he was in Yeah, see? Yeah. It, it, is, it is horrible, because you go through series and you just think, is any of this going to be problematic? Well... All right, we won't do anything too on the nose. I think we'll forego doing a Roman Polanski season, for example. But at the same time, we do do different genre films and stuff like that. And what's coming next is an obvious one to do. And we can't avoid it for just because of a whiff of scandal. Major trigger warnings. I appreciate if people don't want to listen or want to wait till we do something. You know, something more that they'll like down the line. So, yeah, apologies in advance, but we'll try to keep it focused on the film. Um, and maybe discuss it a little bit when we come to look at like the making of and production that sort of thing. But we're not going to we're not going to dwell too long on yeah, the controversy. We can't like. promise we won't mention these things because you're you're backing yourself into a corner, and not only that, you you find yourself in a position where you suddenly get racked with guilt because you forgot and did mention it. Um, I mean, after the next series, which we'll announce in a minute, follow, we follow on that with Born, so no obvious scandals there. That's quite safe. Uh, then we're going to do um, some Sergio Leone. Uh, and then we're going to do some talking. So at the moment, I'm not seeing a it's huge... It's all scandal-free, I think. I th- well, roughly. I don't know. I'm just thinking that Peter Jackson, behave yourself. <laughs> apart from the um, apart from the biographical film about talking, which was scandalously boring. Very beautifully made, but so boring. Oh, I, I didn't see it, but it, it, I got reviews it was boring, and it was like, yeah, I don't care. You're with no, it's, it's, books, all, you know, performances yeah. are really good. Um, but I, I took, well, took a friend of mine to go and see it, and he was like talking oracle as far as i'm concerned and he was like oh so dull i mean i mean look i mean let's be honest like it it really just shows how like how unimaginative some of these people working in industries are because like you know who Mm -hmm. fucking wants that like even like the most hardened fans of talking and lord of the rings and all this does anyone want i know i want to see a film about how you know what about, influenced the guy? About how he wrote Lord of the Rings. About Lord of the Rings. About Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like, it's like, what do we really like? It's like us, like really panning for panning for a film about. Well, I mean, I, I know there's a, I know there's a whole mythology with Tolkien that he created and stuff. But to use a really silly example, if you've ever liked High Fidelity or like, um, Fever Pitch or anything like that, do you really want a film of like someone playing Nick Hornby going to get bacon sandwiches and watch Arsenal? It's like you don't need it at all. But there well, you go. Yeah, and and then what you left, you end up like over making up a load of shit to dramatize it. And it's just like, what's the yeah. point? What's is the point? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's down the line. But next, trigger warning for you all. But what's coming next, Becca? We've got a lot of huge action. <laughs> Damn it, Chris! You beat me to it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's Hugh Grant. It's, it's a Hugh Grant season, Hugh, what? <laughs> including his action films like Extreme it's, Measures. 
it's it it's the it's the, it's the Wolverine season pretty much. <laughs> it's well for twenty years. It will be when you get to like Apocalypse and he's crammed in like where he doesn't belong at all. Um, Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, he will literally be in every single one apart from the last one. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the series. Okay. <laughs> Becca, tell us what's next. Yes, trigger warning alert as Duke's about to talk, will return with X-Men. 